Yes. Hi, this is Susan Graham, and you're listening to my friend Christian on the famous CBH podcast. Yes. Oh, baby. Um, uh, yeah, there must be some kind of way out of here. <laughs> you know, it it, um, it turns out, and I was also shocked to learn this, and you'll be shocked to hear it, but I am actually human. <laughs> I got um, so caught up in could I sing the performance I forgot to check to see if I should sing the performance. <laughs> On Tuesday morning, I tested positive again. Um, they said, okay, you know, uh, you have to come in first thing Wednesday morning. We have a cover. He's in town. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, he's going to get ready. Uh, we're going to test you first thing Wednesday morning. And if you're negative, you can sing. And if you're positive, he'll go on. And, and this was a very fair uh, approach, you know, and I felt, I felt, um, uh, you know, what, what, what else could I do? If you're positive, you can't sing. And so, uh, I hadn't had symptoms in two days. And so if you're negative, you can go on. Um, if you're within the seven day period, since you, uh, first tested positive, then you would have to wear a mask. So that would be the stipulation. I would have to wear a mask in the, in the performance. So I wake up early, early. I can't wait to find out. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, just so curious, and and part of me wants to still be positive, so I can just blame COVID, and part of me wants to be negative, so I can go do my show. And um, I take my test here, and it's negative, and I and I go, oh, maybe I didn't do it right. You know, these home tests, you never know the quality, or these things don't always work. I don't know, but it says negative, so I have to wait till ten. I go to the opera clinic. And, uh, you know, she puts up the test and, and we're standing there, we're standing over, standing over it and it's not coming up. It's, sh- it's showing negative. It's showing negative. And she says, um, I'm going to, I'm going to call upstairs and, and clear you to sing. So now I'm going to do the show. Um, you know, I felt, I felt physically, I feel good. My voice was a little thick, not terrible. You can hear I'm a little bassy now because I sang for three hours last night, but, um, you know, I really hadn't been coughing that much. And so while I was a little thick in my nose, a little thick in my voice, I really truly believed that I was um, uh, completely fine to sing the show. And didn't, um, you know, I tested my voice a few times, but not much. I know not to leave it in the dressing room. You know, if you've only if you, you've only got a certain number of notes in an evening and if you're all uh, just post-COVID, you probably have um, even fewer, so you better save them. And so... Uh, I go up, I'm feeling good, energy, felt good, started the show, my voice felt fine. They did make an announcement beforehand uh, saying that, uh, you know, Don Giovanni had just recovered from COVID and was going to need to wear a mask tonight and, um, you know, there there wasn't, um, you know, that's just the way it is. This is the time we're living in. Uh, we're staring at people wearing masks, they should have to too. <laughs> and so the first half of the show goes great. I'm leaning on my voice. I'm doing everything I want to do. I feel like I've got my volume. I feel like I've got the sensitivity. I can I can back off things. I can give more in things and, and felt like it really was um, just going to be not a normal night, but very, very close to normal evening. And uh, at no point in the first act did I feel like my voice was beginning to swell or that I was going to 
not you know not ring the way I want to. It really truly felt like I was doing everything I wanted to do. <coughs> Excuse me. And the um, you know the 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 first part of the second act of Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni goes out there, and it goes short duet, long trio, aria aria. And uh, there's no break. There's no chance, at least in this production, to step off stage and clear your throat or get some water or just reset for a second. It's just go, go, go. And it's about 30 minutes of really just nonstop Don Giovanni. And then you get a, and then you get a, a sizable break, the first real break you've had in the show, and, and then you come in for the end. But uh, went out. That first duet went fine. About halfway through the trio, I could hear things in my own voice that I thought, no, nobody else can hear that. That's that's just, it's like a slight um, clicking sound. You, you can tell that you're not vibrating perfectly. Um, you know, there's just a couple of, couple of notes in there. You know, there's some softer passages, and I can just tell that I'm um, probably more uh, swollen than I want to be. And... Um, it's a dangerous moment. I started to sweat. You know, you, you can just tell. And you go, well, I'm in this trio, so I'm really sort of hidden. Nobody can really tell. Um, you, there's places to hide in a trio that you can back out if you know it's not going to be beautiful. And right after that, I go right into the Davianni. <coughs> Excuse me. I am extra bassy today. And so you go right into the Davianni. Now, for those of you who don't know, and and <laughs> most of my listeners will know, the Davianni is a very sensitive, sweet, barely orchestrated song. This is, you're singing with a mandolin and pizzicato strings. It's nothing. There is nothing underneath you. There's no support. There's no place to hide. There is no place to blend. It's just pure voice. Now, for a bass baritone, this is already not the highlight of the evening. This is written for a lyric baritone, somebody who can float high notes, somebody who can who can sing into their falsetto well-supported and, and give a very sensitive, beautiful reading. This is not built for a bass baritone. You're, you're not in the bass baritone comfort zone. And so, you know, for the things that I do well in Don Giovanni, this is, this is one of the things that I don't do very well. It's fine. I survive it. It goes okay. Um, I, I've never been upset with how it went, you know. Um, and for the most part, I could I could back off my voice and be a bit sensitive and 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 sing pianissimo, but or piano anyway. <laughs> Dynamics are relative. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I I um I felt um, going right into it. I thought <laughs> I don't know if I psyched myself out or if I just knew what was coming. And so you know, <laughs> I can see down at the maestro, and he is acutely aware of how all of his singers are doing. He's, he's um, just wonderfully sensitive to the moment. He knows when it's going good. He knows when it's going less than good. And he can, he can, th- there's adjustments a maestro can make to help you in these moments. And, and um, I bet sometimes we don't even realize it's happening. Um, and with, uh, with our maestro, uh, Bertrand de Bille, who is one of my favorite people, um, he knows I'm not in, in a great way. Um, and, and so we begin the piece and I can, and he's got the tempo up just a hair, which is helpful 
there's no need to prolong this thing if it's not going to go great. And so he starts off just a couple of clicks faster, which I already appreciated. And we begin, and it's going well, and I, and I, and I look down at him, and he's got, a, he's got a half smile, and he gives me a little thumbs up. And, and so I go, all right, we're, we're swimming. We're doing it. We're doing it. Let's go. Let's, let's finish this thing up. And I, and I access the upper part of my voice, and it's going fine. It really is going, considering I had recovered from COVID that morning, uh, I thought, we're going to get away with this. Shoot, you know, if I survive the Davy Annie, I can, I can definitely sing my way through the rest of the show. And uh, <laughs> about halfway through the first verse, anytime I got to the middle or to the lower part of my voice, <laughs> I'm just not vibrating. Uh, my chords are clanking together <laughs> in a dry, crackly sound. Oh, I mean, you know, it's happening. There's nothing you can do. I'm the only one on stage. There's almost no orchestration. All I can do is sing and let time pass. Uh, the maestro is acutely aware of what's happening. He can hear it. He knows how that's going to go. And he's uh, desperate to make the orchestra louder. Now, <laughs> it's a mandolin and pizzicato, but I see him and and I loved him in this moment. I, I was so endeared to him in this moment because he's wildly trying to get the attention of everybody in the orchestra to make them <laughs> pluck those strings as loud as they can to give me support. Because when your voice starts to fail, and you, you're, and this was what was happening. My voice was failing. I, I needed to clear my throat, and I needed some water. And, and I, honestly, if I could have had both of those things halfway through uh, this 30 minutes, I think I would have been okay. But because I'm out there, and, it was, and, and you're just drying up, there's no place to hide. There's no place to run and clear your throat. And and he's desperate to make them louder and give me some support, which I loved him for. I knew what he was doing. And in the moment, while I'm not having a panic. Uh, I wasn't panicking, you know, panicking at all. You're just sort of dealing with uh, the reality of the situation. <laughs> and the reality is you sound like shit. <laughs> this is how you know. Because in your head, often things are amplified. And so you're, you're like, wait, how bad is it out there? I know how bad it is in here. How bad is it out there? And this is how you know it's bad. Because all of a sudden, in the middle of one very, very short phrase, about 15 heads snapped up in my direction from the pit. <laughs> when the orchestra members suddenly, all suddenly turn their heads to see what the fuck is happening... <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in a bad way. And I stayed in good humor about it because I, I knew there's just nothing you can do. It's it's your it's your worst nightmare. Uh, you have done it to yourself. You, I, I truly, honestly, with all the honesty in my heart, uh, telling you I believed that I was going to just get right through this performance. You know, good, not great. I knew it was going to be good. Uh, it wasn't going to be me at my best, but it was me coming off of COVID, and I really thought... Um, uh, I think I would rather go out there at 85% than a cover jump in who has um, no time for stage and doesn't know this cast. And I, and I truly believe that I was the best option for last night. Now, maybe my ego's getting in the way there, um, but which is always possible. But um, I really thought, uh, I got this. But when those, when those heads snapped up, <laughs> you go, 
fuck. <laughs> and so between verses, because I'm way over by the proscenium, I stick my head off stage to cough hard because I, I just need to clear the gunk on my cords that's that's causing this shit storm. <laughs> and I turn my head and cough and I see there's two ADs there and they've got two bottles of water each and they're <laughs> they're holding them out like here 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 you know but there's no there's only there's only time to clear your throat and and, and stick your head back out and let the horror continue <laughs> and so i um i uh i i go through the second verse it doesn't get a lot better it it helped a little bit initially when i cleared my throat um <laughs> And um, Maestro was so desperate to just help me, help me, help me. And I, I love the man for that. I really do. Because um, you could be hung out to dry in this moment. Uh, it would it would be a sadistic person to do that. But if you weren't having a nice relationship with the Maestro, that could, that, it, you know, crazier things have happened. Uh, but he, boy, he, he gave me all of his support and love. I could feel it coming from him. Like, you know, you got this, you got this. Let's Let's just keep plowing through, keep plowing through. And so at the end of the aria, I don't I don't wait for applause anyway because I I never think it's coming, and so I just <laughs> blasted right into the next recit. There was no there was not even a one second hesitation between the cutoff of the last note of the aria and the first note of the recit. I did not wait for the accompanist for the for the harpsichordist. I just, <laughs> just continued to blast through the scene. <laughs> and what happens next? You got to sing another aria immediately. And so Mazetto and his his uh, boys come in, and I'm supposed to be sort of hiding in the corner. And so d- during this moment, um, Mazetto and I have uh, kind of an exchange, um, one where I'm sort of reacting. I'm not I'm not talking to him, but I'm reacting to what he's saying, and, and he sort of hears it, and he, he's uh, suddenly alerted that somebody's nearby. And you know, I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to sort of have my head on stage for these, but I'm not, I'm having no part of that. And I ran off stage to get some water, and I'm sort of like barking these lines from the wing <laughs> because I knew I was about to sing another five minute aria. This one is much less exposed. You've got the orchestra, you can hide. There's time to breathe. It's not very sustained, you know. But but you still have to sing. And so I, I ran off to just, you know, chug some water as quickly as I could and, and went out and did the next aria. And this went uh, much better than the Davy Vieni, but I would not say that it went good. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. <sighs> turns out I'm human. It turns out I'm human. And so... Uh, uh, the rest of the show went fine. Uh, I had a I had a good half hour break until my next scene, uh, which was a duet. That went fine. We came out for the last scene, and you know, for the dinner scene, um, you know, really for the graveyard and the dinner scene, you can you can kind of uh, muscle your way through it and and get away with it. And so, I wasn't I wasn't happy that I had to keep singing, but but um, I was much happier singing that uh, that that type of. Um, scenes you know where you could just you, it's not sustained it's just like you've got lines and and, they're, and they need to be powerful but you can you can stop and clear your throat between and so that's what I did and um uh overall I thought okay it, it really was like it was okay it was a good I, I we told the story it was a good performance good not great not great <laughs> And so we go out for our bows, and and uh, I'm I'm starting to get a little nervous. <laughs> uh, 
I have worked in Europe enough to know that if if people are not happy, you might hear some booze, you know. <laughs> and I, you know, it's in the back of my head that this might happen. Like, okay, if that happens, let it happen. Because I really look. If Davey Any was your favorite aria, and you spent three hundred euros for your ticket, and then you listen to that shit, <laughs> you might be disappointed. Um, a friend after the show told me, uh, she says, "Look, the audience has rights." <laughs> Uh, which I love, you know, I'm, I, I think the same thing. Like, you, you, if you spent $500 on a Rolling Stones ticket and Mick Jagger comes out and he doesn't, he doesn't dance, he just sits down in a chair and sings the songs, you might fucking boo. <laughs> and so if Davey Andy was your favorite aria and then you had to hear that shit, you might be upset. You might rightfully be upset. And so, you know, they're going through the bow, and I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal out of my bow, not for one second. As soon as Leporello's done, I was right there on his heels and just gave a wave and quick bow and grabbed my colleagues. And, and uh, as soon as I showed my face to the audience, there was thunderous applause. I mean, thunderous. They were wonderful to me. You know, they knew I had just recovered from COVID. It, 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 this, was, this was made known to them. And so there was like that wonderful support of, of good for you. <laughs> then over to the house right, three motherfuckers started booing. <laughs> and I knew it. I knew exactly what was happening. And this, I just sort of smiled in their direction. Because what are you going to do? You know, like, voice your opinion. You're allowed. And it seemed like the rest of the French crowd uh, sort of shamed them and uh, turned the volume up a little bit on their applause just to, just to, just to sort of like... Um, hey, that's a little bit <laughs> disrespectful. <laughs> I thought you motherfuckers, but look, <laughs> they paid their money, and these tickets are not cheap. And and uh, you're coming for Don Giovanni, and Don Giovanni's not feeling great. You know, you 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 have a reason. You have a right. Audience has rights. <laughs> and um, uh, and so the other you know the other people sort of quieted that down, and and there were no more boos after that. But. Um, that was the first time in my career. I, I've heard boos on stage before, but never directed at me. Um, I've heard them for directors all over Europe. I mean, very rarely. Very rarely do you do a new production in Europe where somebody doesn't boo to high heaven. I mean, that, that, that's sort of standard. And unfortunately, in Munich, I've heard non-German uh, maestros get booed many times. Um, that's especially in Mozart. Um, uh you know the the Germans have a have a very strong affinity for how Mozart should go, and and if somebody comes in and doesn't do it quite the way they think, they will let them know, and it's that's a that, unfortunately I, I actually witnessed that a lot, but but not I've never felt a boo in my direction, and this was by far, I mean this was clearly in my direction, and my wonderful colleague. Um, uh, said to me, she goes, look, you know, uh, sometimes a successfully portrayed villain gets booed. I go, I don't, <laughs> I really don't think that's what that was for, but <laughs> thank you. This was not Scarpia or Claggart where, where booing would be very, very appropriate. You know, <laughs> you are supposed to like Don Giovanni some, you know, <laughs> but I thought that was very sweet in the moment to try and try and do that. And all my colleagues were wonderful and supportive of me. And, and, um, you know, a, a good learning moment for any young singer, and I and I grabbed the Mazetto afterwards, and he he's a young kid, and he's been very sweet and and, and very um, um he's clearly observing everything. He he really wants to have a career, and he and he's got one. It's happening, and so he he's just constantly soaking everything up and learning. He's very impressive that way, and and um and he came over to say it. You know, 
just to say exactly that, it was it was uh, impressive to watch a professional deal with um, something that's just it's just happening. There's nothing you can do. You know, in the moment, you'd love to just step off stage and let somebody else jump in and sing pretty, but that's not what's going to happen. It's not that's not an, uh, a viable option. You just have to keep on going and tell your tell your show, do your show. And so he came over to tell me that he had enjoyed that. And I said, I said, I'm very, actually very happy you witnessed that because it happens to everybody. Um, I, I don't know too many singers who haven't had an off night. Uh, it happens to everybody where it doesn't quite click, it doesn't quite connect. You're trying to do something sensitive and you're, you're not feeling um, healthy enough to do that. And you, and you go for something that, you, that normally works and it doesn't work. And that, that happens to everybody. And it's not... So, you know, if it happens a couple of, a handful of times in your career, so be it. Um, but I thought that was a, a good lesson for the young singers. Like, look, this is the reality of the moment. Um, you can crumble in that moment. You can crumble. You could walk off stage. You could, you could, you could go to your dressing room at the next break and say, I'm not coming back out. You could easily do that. You would be within your um, right as a human being to not put yourself out there. Um, if you've decided it's not going well, but I, but you, I, I would never do this, and and most professionals would never do this. Uh, you know, unless unless you're standing there and you see a cover and he's got his costume on and he's ready to roll. You know that you can't. You're not going to bail on the company. You have to go finish the show. They expect the curtain to come down at the end and for you to be standing there. And and so um, uh, this is the moment to be a professional and just plow on through. And so that's what happened. <laughs> I got booed. <laughs> oh, I loved it in the moment. Because, look, you know, there's safety in numbers. There's 3,000 of them. <laughs> and I'm standing there alone. And I and I didn't sing very pretty in, in one part. And um, uh, But I thought, you wouldn't do that to my face. <laughs> there's no chance that you would come to the stage door and do that to my face. No chance. <laughs> so in a way, it's a it's a telephone tough guy, you know, just somebody who's feeling the safety of his anonymity and uh, can can uh, boo from the sidelines. But uh, I did appreciate uh, what felt like the bulk of the audience covering that up with "How dare you?" <laughs> they made the announcement. I just finished COVID, you know. Anyway, uh, live and learn. The curtain went up. The curtain went down, and that's all there is to it. Uh, next show's not till Sunday, so plenty of time to um, to uh, fully recover. I love you for listening. I'm going to stop talking now because I can still feel that my bassy voice is getting bassier. Um, episode Who Cares? Thursday, March 3rd of the CVH Podcast. Thanks for listening. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. All right, bye. I'm feeling good, not great Is that the best I could ever hope for? I know I can't complain The life I have or the men would die for Can anyone relate? Sometimes it feels like the roof is the floor I'm in a broken state Sometimes I get a little bit only just a spittle Even my best days feel dejected I try to meditate 
It brought me peace for like a millisecond I see less love than hate Is the whole world discontented? I'm feeling good, not great, yeah I'm running out of books to read I'm running out of pets to feed I'm running out of ways to bleed Will it end? I'm running out of shows to binge I'm running out of booze to drink I'm running out of ways to sing I'm running out of ways to say 